Big Fluff. You can't see this thing if you don't know how to label it. You mistake all those little noises in your head for true knowledge. Are you finished? No, I'm not finished. There's nothing in here about technique. There's nothing in here about structure. Nothing in here about intention. It's just a bunch of crappy opinions backed up by even crappier comparisons. You write a couple of paragraphs. And you know what? None of this costs you fucking anything. You risk nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm a fucking actor. This play cost me everything. So I'll tell you what, you take this fucking malicious, cowardly, shittily written review and you shove that right the fuck up your wrinkly, tight ass. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me. Joel Murphy and Lars. <laughs> Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And what's that gift wrapped under the stocking? Oh shit! It looks like a bottle of big vinegar. <laughs> Lars Periwinkle. <laughs> Hiya, pal. That was like a little play acting. Did you like that? I was, I was, I was doing an improv like I used to. That was good. Remember that was I used to do very improvs? good. Im- yeah, I remember you did improvisation. Yeah. Never on this fucking show. I don't know what stopped <laughs> you from doing this fucking show. <laughs> Trying no. to start a goddamn bit with this guy over here. And but, that's not true. No. <laughs> but. Let's do some transactions and questions. <laughs> oh, okay. You're really I'm in the weeds already with this fucking thing. <laughs> okay. No, i sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, you know, You know how it is. Like. When you that you know that's what I did that was my job was doing improvs, uh, so you know this is like my fun time. So I don't want to bring that home with me, you know. Yeah, no, you re- you gotta leave work at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I punch out. I, I do was... I do space work of pretending to punch out a time clock, an old timey time clock. <laughs> All right. Well, we're never. I want to promise our listeners we're never going to use phrases like space work on this show anymore. <laughs> Isn't that uh, that's the new Steve Carell comedy, right? Space work. Yeah, it is. It is space. No, no, no. That's our that's our new branch of the military. <laughs> oh <laughs> space yeah, space work. Oh man. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna have stormtroopers soon. Hey, I like your Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, you like it. We haven't decorated it yet, but we got a tree. It's uh, good. So we got to put the ornaments on it. Heck yeah! Just in time for Hanukkah. Exactly. Yep. We're big, big, big on putting up the tree for Hanukkah. You put up eight yeah. trees, right? You put up one every night, and uh, yeah, it's gonna. And I've been in your apartment. You don't have a lot of room. 
honestly, it was such a fucking thing to figure out where to put this. This is literally you can see it because it's the only place to put it like yeah. that it fits. This is right <laughs> in good. this corner. I will say, first of all, I I apologize for casting aspersions on your home. I don't, there there isn't a home that I've lived in that could accommodate eight Christmas trees. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't mean that. But also, I do want to say that y'all 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 do have a. Um, uh, a smaller place. You make it work. It's a nice, cozy little home. Thanks. And the fact that you put up a tree, I, I think, shows just how festive and uncantankerous you guys can be sometimes. Yeah, right? Like, no, I think it's it's all the sunlight we've been getting here. It's, it took us yeah. three years to absorb it. Three. Oh, my God. Have you yeah. guys started giving a shit about stuff? Not a lot. I don't want to get crazy oh, okay. with it. But, like, okay. you know, we're like, what if we got a tree? And, like, what if we did fun things in L.A.? We, dude, we did so much shit, like... We were all in Los Feliz. We found, like, this little cool movie theater. Like, it's actually like we live in L.A. and we're interacting with the things around us. We go to Little Dom's all the time. You know that's where John Hamm goes. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard several times. From you and Molly alone, I have heard yeah. several times. But we don't go to the Grove. I know that's a concern of yours. But we do go to the its rival, uh, the Americana. So there's a big. Yeah, I, oh, I went there with you. Yeah, there's. A, oh man, I saw that Christmas trolley. It goes oh, about. It goes great. about eighty yards. No, it, yeah, it's a big there's circle. A, there's a fight to get on it. Yeah. Oh, and oh, and now there's jingle bells. Oh, the reindeer there. Oh no, it's it's a little uh, a little piggy, a little yeah, a little yeah. butterball turkey. As loud as in. the tags on that collar. Are I could still hear that sinus. Oh, it's <laughs> over it. No, of course. She snores. Like, last night, she was literally just snoring loudly. Like, you know, it felt like my dad was in the room down the hall again. Oh, no shit. <laughs> and what was the dog doing? Oh. That was good. You don't have to applaud. I guess it was kind of good. <laughs> uh, well, but hey, you know, I brought up the, the turf war between the Americana and the Grove. But I understand you. Did. Oh, yeah. Listen, I wanted to give you a little slice of home. Okay. So, um, you know how the, uh, this, this area in which I live, the, the, the Baltimore area mm-hmm. has kind of been a, uh, a sort of, a sort of, not disputed, kind of a demilitarized zone. <laughs> Literally, when I was there at one point, uh, they, they had martial law, essentially. They had curfews and, like, riot oh police who were, like, driving well, down yeah, the street. Yeah, I wasn't speaking of that. Actually, oh. I was speaking of oh, okay. the, the war between, um, <laughs> between Royal Farms, which is our established uh, convenience-type, deli-type mm-hmm. um, f- fast food store. Sure, yeah. Um, and the invaders from the north, I'm talking to you, Philly, with the Wawa coming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they very much, when they were expanding south, skipped over this region, the central Maryland region, and kind of went south. And Isn't and that what everyone low. does, by the way? That's so uh, yeah, typical. including the news. Yeah, yeah. They just drive <laughs> straight past Baltimore and keep either going north or south. They, there's no uh, yes. stopping. No, no. What am I stopping here for? Yeah. And, um... Like, you know, the, the, um, Royal Farms kind of has this on lock, and Wawa, the 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 other, fa- I don't I don't even know what to call them because they're not convenience stores. It's like the big gas station place where you can also they're gas get station a hot food meal. places. Yeah, that's yeah. essentially it. They're gas stations with food, which yes. in and of itself, like having been in LA for a while, is funny because that's like not so much a thing here. There's Seven Elevens, and that's about it. But like, 
I don't sure. know. The, the big like fancy. I'm gonna get all my stuff at the gas station store. Is not so much a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get you want you can get a some some decongestant yeah. and uh, and uh, some fresh fresh ish food and some gasoline and some cigarettes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, so what what what's, what's happened? So I remember when the first Wawa and only Wawa opened up within city limits. Mm-hmm. When that happened, it was actually on the local news. It was a. It was like the last story that evening on the local news, but it was on the local news of there's a Wawa within city limits because they're all they're creeping on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what, what I mean? was when I lived in Middle River, uh, mm-hmm. there was a Wawa that I would drive past to get into the city. Like, yeah, there you go, there so you go. Yeah. They're all they're all out there on the yeah, outside. Yeah. It's like that that Vin Diesel vehicle, uh, pitch black. Just like they're there, they're just waiting for their opening. You know, you turn off the lights and they're just gonna so. There have been a, a few more opening up, up around the city in Baltimore County. Just a couple. It's no big deal. That's interesting. That's just, do you think, like, so what was the turn? It was just like, oh, nothing matters anymore. Like, were they like everyone else? <laughs> They're just like, oh, fuck it. You know, why, why not? No, I think it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, like money is money. It's as green as anyone else's. Mm-hmm. So if they want to, they can. Um, but like, okay, let me ask you two But I mean, questions. they were so preoccupied <clears throat> with it, they could. That they never stopped to wonder if they should. Which is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a problem. Commerce and so, uh, oh, uh, finds, a way. finds a way. Finds a way. Finds a way. So, first question. Okay. If you want some uh, delicious uh, fried chicken. Oh, are you asking me to take a side? Because I'll immediately. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I'm not. I'm not asking you to take a side. If you want oh. some delicious fried chicken, yeah, and not have to wait for it, where are you going? Royal Farms. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you want a um, inexpensive, decent, big sandwich, where are you going? I mean, probably Wawa because I'm not probably fucking Wawa. going to Subway. Like I have standards. Yeah, no, I did. Say, I said quality and sandwich. I don't <laughs> think they can call those fucking things sandwiches. Yeah, that was like when they when that turned out that they had the chemical in yoga mats. I was like, I mean, sure, that's it's not bread. <laughs> I mean, I don't, no, I don't know what you thought it was going to turn out. What it was going to be like flour and salt and water and yeast? No, zero chance. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Honestly, the yoga mat probably tastes better. Yeah, for sure. Don't put, if you put a triangle of cheese on my yoga mat, I'm not using it anymore. I'm with that goddamn honestly, triangle of cheese. All the cheese tastes the same. I was going to say, has anyone ever done a blind taste test of just all the meats and all the cheeses and just like so that people could finally fucking realize that they all taste exactly the same, which is to say I like nothing. They don't yes. have a taste. No, no, they really don't. They might I, as well I'm try, just... I'm trying to think of, of something I could say about Subway that Jim Gaffigan didn't already say and I'm coming up coming up short <laughs> honestly just put some honey mustard on a fucking yoga mat and you'll get it's the same experience did you say that one? yeah no absolutely except you didn't have to stand in a room that smells like a loaf of bread farted yeah exactly so um here here's the thing is um do you know you remember that the big celebration that we always talk about on this show that happens every summer. Oh, you fucking talking about Hoagie Fest? Ho- fucking Hoagie Fest. Oh, of course. Dude. I Look haven't been gone that long. Every year. I, you put up your Hoagie tree. You light your say, Hoagie candles. Dude, I, look, I might have left Baltimore, but like, you don't fucking let... Once Hoagie Fest is in your heart, well then, 
You uh-huh. know, it, it's always there. I, I took it okay. with me. Because Hoagie Fest, okay. Lars, uh-huh. Hoagie Fest isn't a place. It's a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Here's the thing is we need to keep Hoagie Fest in our hearts all year round. It's true. It's hard. But, you know, I, you know, I, I still, I try to keep, you know, uh, you know, keep to the traditions. Keep to the tradition. If you keep yeah. Hoagie Fest going year round, we're all going to treat each other better. The world will be a better place. Yeah. We all need to realize that we're all in the sandwich bread together. You know, some of us are meats <laughs> and some of us are cheeses and some of us are uh-huh. toppings. But it's really those differences that combine to make such a delicious sandwich. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially when, and let me tell you, all the, all the Wild Wilds have fallen into line now. They don't just put the tomatoes on top of the sandwich anymore. They put them in the sandwich. Yeah. They're going inside of the goddamn sandwich now. By the way, I, sorry, can I take a moment to, if I can digress just a little bit, you know what I love about both of these places, about both Wawa and uh, Royal Farms, that the red, like, because you said at the top, they're not fast food restaurants, but you know what a fast food restaurant could actually learn from these places? I love when I walk into either one of them, there's a touch screen that allows me to order my thing without ever interacting with a human. <laughs> Why is that not the standard everywhere? <laughs> I really, the first time I experienced that, I really disliked it. And, oh, I um, love it. But uh, yeah, no, that expedites the entire process. Well, because that was a really smart thing to do. Well, I'm going to save the same order six times so you can fuck it up versus like... <laughs> You, right. You know, you might still fuck it up, but at least I didn't have to, to waste all that time talking. Everyone should yeah, have a mobile app and or just like, yeah, a way for me not to interact with people. Yeah. Yeah. I think for for me, it was just that like what you've seen, you've seen my order in writing. It has come to you automatically. Now you can make the thing and I have a number and there's less room for error. I didn't yeah. like it at first because I think the first time I experienced it was like late at night. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I was might have been in like in an altered state of mind. I do and dislike. I was, I was trying to tell the person like I can just tell you what I want. It's really easy. And they said no, you got to put it in the thing. Yeah. I said well that's that's ridiculous. That seems like extra steps. Let me just tell you the kind of sandwich I like, and you but, can make the damn sandwich. Okay, you know I, I can see that a little bit. What frustrates me though too is the times when like you order the thing and then someone comes back to you and is like, oh, was that your order? Well, we we don't have any chicken. We're out of. <laughs> Like, it was on the, it was on the I computer. Just, I just pressed buttons. You can't... The yeah. computer said you had chicken. And I just... I said I wanted it. Yeah. This is unacceptable. It's on the thing. Yeah. So that's frustrating. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> but, here's what's going But I will on, say, though. hey, because I... You know what? So the, there's this beef. I use chicken as the example. It's happened at both places. Also, sure. I just want to say at both places, it was usually like... Uh, an older woman who then like called me sweetheart and like explained it to me that it, like they were going to be able to do it, but she was very sweet about it. That is, yeah, that is, yes. No, thank you, thank you for being so apologetic. I don't, I honestly don't care. Put some fucking meat on that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you broke out your classic Lars catchphrase. I don't care. Put some meat on that thing. Yeah, that'll be my that'll be my epitaph. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Because so, I'm an owl of you. You will. Yep. Um, you son of a bitch, you will. I know. So, do, uh, do, uh, but, sorry, one more digression. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just got my annual physical. I couldn't fucking be healthier. Really? Yeah. I, I mean. I, I, right? Of course. I'm as shocked as you are. It's. I think I disappoint doctors. They're like, no, you're cool. 
Really? Yeah. I only started going to the doctor because I told Molly I was fine. And she was like, look, can you just go to a doctor and have them say that you're fine? And then infuriatingly, of course, they're like, yeah, you're good. Hold yeah. on. Come back next year, I guess. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw you eat a vegetable. Oh, never. How the hell, <laughs> as a... <laughs> As a man in his late 30s, are you in perfect health without eating any vegetables? I, I'm a white guy. I just I keep failing up. I remember we got Chinese food one time, and you got General Tso's, and we're just launching the broccoli trees across the room. Get these fucking things away from my plate, you would say. That's why I stopped ordering beef and broccoli. Like That ratio is terrible. <laughs> Because wait, I remember you order it and you said, I want beef. Yeah, yeah. Can we just get it just the beef? And they refused. They said, sir, we, we're worried about you. We <laughs> want to put some broccoli in your meal. And I said, I went to the doctor. I'm fine. <laughs> Couldn't be healthier. <laughs> Can you just sprinkle some sugar on it, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to start talking again about Royal Farms. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always ready. They started a new ad campaign where, listen, they started pushing their sandwiches. They have sandwiches? They do. I've literally and, never uh, gotten anything that wasn't their fried chicken. Yeah, me, me either. Me either. And so I've had, I tried other things on their menu. None of it was as good as the fried chicken by such a large margin. I Does can't it, tell you. I don't. I don't want to shit on their food or anything because the chicken is so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. But everything else was just. I don't. I couldn't even tell you. Does it count if sometimes I've gotten like their chicken, egg, and cheese sandwich? Does that um, count sure, as different? That's fine. I, yeah, that counts as different. What'd you think of it? I, I mean, I kind of felt like you could just eat the chicken. <laughs> yeah, you just want the chicken. <laughs> yeah, like because I won't even get like. A quick breakfast sandwich there of like they have some that are that are hot and ready to go. They can just like pull out of like a you know a, one of those cases that's a heat lamp. Yeah, and just eat them like I do, they're not they're I don't like them. Yeah, I just don't I don't think they're very good. I think they're flat. I think they're rubbery. I think they're like they're not very tasty. So I don't I just all I do is get chicken. That's like chicken. I saw. Do you know that Chick Fil A sells like a sausage biscuit? I was like, what, what no, is they that? don't. They do. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, all yeah. right. All right. So they're trying to push these sandwiches. Maybe they changed their sandwiches. I don't know. I tried. One time I got like a BLT there. Not like a BLT. I got a BLT there. And I know there was <laughs> did, there was lettuce and tomato. Did they look at you and were like, really? Like, no. I, I almost feel like it's only – I only believe they have all those ingredients because you might also put a piece of chicken on that sandwich. Otherwise, like I feel like you would have ordered a BLT and they would have been like, that well, you've been you, great. I would would have been great if the sandwich showed up with a with like a chicken wing on it. They just like you don't meant, put you meant, you meant this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. That is what I meant. <laughs> I throw the sandwich away <laughs> right in front of them. <laughs> Anyways, there was lettuce and tomato on the sandwich, and then what I assume uh, were pieces of inner tube. Okay, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't anything. So maybe they revamped their sandwiches and now they make good sandwiches i don't know but listen listen this is what i love about it this is so passive aggressive <laughs> there are now um there's now a an ad campaign oh that God. i was gonna say a small ad campaign because they're not really doing it on um in the the audio visual media medium yet 
It's just been on signs and on giant billboards on 95 and 83. Oh, shit. Main arteries. Um, did they get that? Have, did they get that old Ray Lewis billboard placement? They, no, no, no. And it's not even. It's not even. Well, they did get that placement, yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's obviously not Ray Lewis. It's not Haloti Nada. I think it's Terrell Suggs. Oh, that that Raven right now. Fucking ten games in a row. God damn it. Um. Uh. It says they're going to win quote, the Super Bowl. By the way, they are. I they know. seriously are. It's really frustrating. It really is. I feel. I feel for you. I have to live here. I know. That's why I got out. They're, the Rams were turning, good last year. They're, they're turning they're, all the lights purple. Yeah. The lights are purple. Dude, the Rams like went to the Super Bowl last year and no one gave a shit. It's great here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you, why do you have football teams? Uh, teams. Uh, <laughs> no one cares about football. Nope. Okay. Um, it says their ad campaign is to push these sandwiches. And I quote, don't call it a hoagie. We've been here for years. <laughs> yes they have subs because this is this like it's so regionalistic this is baltimore we have subs we do not have hoagies do not allow anyone to be calling long sandwiches hoagies and don't purchase from any establishment who wants to call long sandwiches hoagies hoagies we are subs this is sub country. We call them subs. They are submarine sandwiches. End of story. Royal Farm sells subs. You will be eating subs from now on. Wow. How's that yeah. going? How's that going for them? I have no like I've started hearing the West Side Story theme in my head like every time I pass one of these places like something. That implies, what the fuck are you guys doing? That implies the idea that an employee from Royal Farms is going to start dating an employee from uh, Wawa, and that's beautiful. To me. <laughs> well, there's a place for them. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Royal Farms has such a stranglehold on this region that they will tear down a little Royal Farms and build a giant one in its place. They're yeah. doing fine. Everyone goes there, but now they say it's not enough. They're getting their sandwiches someplace else. Do you realize that if people want a sandwich, they don't come to our store? They've never done that, sir. No. And <laughs> we, need, we need to fix that. So no, I, no, not I going think to. we don't need to improve the quality of the sandwich. That's ridiculous. Oh, no, no one's saying that. No, God, no. <laughs> well, sir, what if, what if we make our sandwiches better? You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're just going to be really, really passive aggressive about it. What we yeah. need is a a raven to be on a billboard, and we're going to tell everyone that they shouldn't buy things called like not things that we call things here. Honestly, why be this subtle about it? Just if you want, if it was me, and I wanted mm -hmm. my Baltimore based. Uh, food place to take down the one from philadelphia i'd right. say hey guys we're not from philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> i think they would like if there was well if there was something like if there was any sort of nemesis up yeah. in philly there would be but like there's where we we have an american league team they have a national league team we have uh we have an afc oh Baltimore has an AFC team. Oh, oh, <laughs> Philly has an NFC team. So oh. there's no, there's nothing there. There's no conflict of interest, and also there's no basketball or hockey team in Baltimore. So 
they can't really lean on that. They can't say, um, you know, if you call it a hoagie, why don't you just, uh, you know, why don't you go hang out with Gritty or whatever? I love to hang out with stupid, Gritty. Oh, my God. I would, too. I don't, what a I don't, day that would be. I don't like the Flyers, <laughs> but I hang out with Gritty in a minute. Gritty's a, he transcends sports. He's he a does. symbol. A beacon. He's an American really. hero. He really is. A beacon. <laughs> also, yeah, Lars, he's an American hero, not an American hoagie. Am I right? Oh, boy. I'm just trying to. I'm, I don't live in Baltimore anymore. I'm trying to appeal to the locals. I don't know. Who calls it a hero? Isn't that that's some region? That's probably Midwest. Yeah. You call it a hero? Yeah. And uh, does anyone still call it a grinder or did the sex app uh, co opt that one? Oh, boy. Because <laughs> now if you say, like, I'd like to order a grinder, I think that means a different thing. <laughs> you know what I could go for right now? Just a good grinder. In my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, heroes are New York, which makes sense because I don't know that I've heard Not- that H in front of that word very often. It's usually a hero. Also, nine eleven. Um. Yes. Yes. Let's just blank blanket statement. <laughs> 9-11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You said heroes are from New York, so I just my brain goes 9-11. Oh, yeah. Heroes are from... Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, we got Giuliani. <laughs> he was he's great. A hero. What happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing now? We need one of those, okay, like... Okay, let's not focus on it. Steve Buscemi, definitely a hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dennis Leary fought all those fires in New York. <laughs> Man, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sexy firefighter. Now I'm... Sexy EMT. Shut the fuck up. Oh, by the way, hey, since um, since we're, I don't know, kind of, in, we're just in like an East Coast mode. Um, do you, because we talked about this off the air, but do you want to on the air uh, share your thoughts on the uh, revelation that it is now canon that there's a space Boston? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, admit, that was, that was something. <laughs> that was something. Can you help me out why. though? I don't remember because I loved seeing Bill Burr in The Mandalorian, but uh, I was kind of—I feel like I forgot part of the episode. Was it true or not true that he had been a stormtrooper? <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> I never worked for the Emperor. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Yeah, I'm a wicked good shot. <laughs> no ma. <laughs> That shit cracked me up so much. <laughs> it was so he was great. That whole I loved that episode. The whole cast is really good, but just I love that. Like it seemed like there had to have been a meeting where they're like, God, should we try to get him to do a different accent? Yeah. No, he no, he do, we hired him and he doesn't do one. <laughs> yeah, I mean this He's is like, what you guys think you were hiring an actor? <laughs> no, you hire Bill Burr. This is what I do. I don't know. Is most people they usually have like a British thing? Can you do like a vaguely British accent? Uh, yeah, I'll do a ba- vaguely British thing and tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have Clancy Brown here, and he did nine hours of makeup to be in the right, scene, but, yeah. it, but it's fine. I know. Just do your never, thing. Like, man, Clancy Brown showed up in the the Star Wars universe, and I was so happy. But it, I, for me, it was just overshadowed by fucking fucking Bill Burr. Are you serious? <laughs> He's like, I'll do that fucking nerd shit. What is the, the check's gonna? I know the check will clear. Disney's good for the fucking money. I'll do a Star Wars. I feel like he did it to shut up Brian Posehn to be like, this fucking prick 
is going to be insufferable now that he's in this fucking show. Now, hey, Brian, Brian, <laughs> I was in a Star Wars too, dude. <laughs> that was pretty much it. And you know what? I stayed alive, you prick. <laughs> I'm going to be a reoccurring character. <laughs> I hope. I hope they all come back. Yes, me too. It seems it seems like they went out of their way to be like to, we're to not fucking not, not only these guys like out. of course not. Also, like first three three world class actors. Yeah. Um, also, three interesting um, characters, um, and also some character development for um, for the Mandalorian. I will say though that uh, Bilber's character awesome. Awesome robot arm gun on his back. Take those two fucking things off his chest. They're so distracting and yeah. such an unnatural place to put weapons. You're not going to reach up there to grab yeah, extra yeah. blasters. That's weird. Yeah. Also, not to Monday morning quarterback it, but like, I don't know if it were me and I was trying to capture the Mandalorian. Maybe after he single-handedly took down the room full of droids, I might have like done more than just leave him in the cell. But, you know. No, 100%. You have him in there. You have him, like, I don't know. You're springing a trap on him. I would go ahead and, and try to kill You yeah, try to kill yeah, him, right? At least, I mean, maybe you run out of time. But, like, you you take a shot at him. Yeah, that, you're too, too far fecking into the weeds here, dude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, you, you've seen what he's capable of. And also, you got, you got him in the cell. Before you found your way back to your ship, he's out. Yeah, 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 he's out and about and fucking you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> that was best case scenario, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like, like, you know, the um, uh, I don't remember uh, Zero, Richard Iwade, which is another with another great casting. Um, uh, but yeah, the the damn droid tells you, oh, he's escaped, and you're like, oh, what the hell? Like, well, come on, what did you think? He's just gonna sit in there. Yeah. Like he's just he's just gonna chill. Well, this is my fate, I guess. Fucking break. I you know, I, fucking break, dude. <laughs> but also what's uh, what's going on with this baby Yoda? Is he can he do shit or can he not do shit? That's just what I want like he did all the shit in that one episode and then mm-hmm. like now he's been I don't know, it's whatever. We're not gonna no, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, okay. we're, no, we're we're two we're two straight white guys on a podcast. We how much how much shit can he do? Yoda. Let's talk about how much shit he yeah. can do. No, I don't know. It seemed it seemed to me that when he did use his force powers, that it was um, almost reflexive or instinctual, mm-hmm. and, and also completely exhausted him. So I think that might just be an underdeveloped skill. Okay, how if it turns out that we find out that the race of Yodas are actually full grown full grown midichlorians, okay, I will take a shit in my own mouth. Okay, how funny was it when there was a scope on him? from a sniper rifle like just <laughs> hilarious like like sure dramatic but also he looked so are she sorry i don't i keep gendering no it's he it's he okay. it, it's been confirmed that his his gender is male okay uh well uh, then how funny is it that he uh like just looks so fucking dopey very do- has no goddamn clue what's going on no that was like some magoo level shit the last two weeks <laughs> he does, he like mr magoo <laughs> Uh, well, hey, look, um, we're going to pivot away from Star Wars because, uh, w- full disclosure, we are recording this at a point that I have seen 
the new Star Wars movie. You have mm-hmm. not seen it. There's a review that I wrote that is on the site, which is all I'm going to say about the movie. But I feel like people want to know, oh, do you have it? Like, are you, you go into your theater, you got your tickets, like you're, yeah, what's it's your, all, it's all done. It, it's, it's all set in stone. You know, my plan It's the same plan. I know every time. Yeah. I go, I go down to Connecticut Avenue in Cleveland park. I go to the uptown movie theater. Um, then we watch the movie. Then we go across the street to the one and only Baltimore-themed bar in all of Washington D.C. And uh, we drink, we drink beer, and then I go home. Yeah. The different plan is now that um, the Uptown Movie Theater you can buy um, assigned ticketing, so we no longer stand in line in the oh. freezing cold for two hours. Yeah. No. I, I I know I've said this obviously before on this show, but uh, we, because you and I are very old. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did that with you once uh, for you the Phantom Menace. That's right, and uh, we loved it. Like everybody walked out of that we, theater. Oh man, we we skipped out of that theater. Oh hurrah, god, hurrah, we were like, it's back. Well, the only thing was, we were all so mad because we couldn't immediately watch it again. Yeah, I was like, whoa, let's go on this ride one more time, everyone. Yeah. So much fun. Pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Let's spit. Let's try spitting. That's a good trick. Let me uh, we're, again. This is the last thing I'll say about it. But I, I'm hoping that uh, the next show that we do will just be uh, talking about this new movie. But uh, when's the last time you watched any of the prequels? Have you ever like gone back? Because I, I was like thinking about it recently with Disney Plus, and then I was like, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I don't know. I saw. I saw them all several times. So I, <clears throat> you know that I worked in a movie theater the sum, that summer that, um, the summer in 99 when Phantom Menace was out. So I actually saw that movie quite a few, oh, yeah. countless times, countless yeah, yeah. times, honestly, because it also wasn't a very busy movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> saw, by the way, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I have seen once. In the theater. Yeah, one too many times. Yeah. That's the one that they would play when I, you know, in the mid 2000s, the mid aughts, I guess was what we're calling them now. In the mid aughts, I had um, like basic cable still. And, and that, that's that's the one that they would run. So yeah. I would like sit through it, not begrudgingly, just j- just sit there and go, what the fuck? Like this isn't even edited for television and, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, that movie. I would just sit there and yeah. hate and stew. It's bafflingly bad. Yes, yes. That's the thing like, is, I, I can't explain to you how bad I can't think of anything that's good in it. No, there's not a single moment of it that's good. There, it keeps being keeps being on the cusp of something good happening, and then it gets, um, it just gets shoved into a a, a pit of bad filmmaking, man. If on paper you told me that a <clears throat> the Star Wars prequel movie ended with like a giant battle in a coliseum, you know, I'd be like, "Holy shit, that sounds and amazing." You, like if and if you showed me pictures of it, like yeah, if you yeah. showed me if you showed me the scene and had yeah. that that awesome score behind it and showed me all these these small figures with lightsabers being overwhelmed by these creatures and them holding their ground, I would say, "Well, this is this is my literally things that I've dreamt of. This yeah, is yeah. beautiful. No, it sounds but great. But it just got it just got bogged down in really shitty um, no. story and dialogue, which yeah. isn't anyone's fault but one man as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, just like the idea of like, hey, we're finally going to see the Clone Wars. You know the fucking Clone yeah. Wars? Like, you know how we talked about the I fought alongside your father in the Clone Wars. In the Clone Damn Wars. I can't. Look, 
I of the three prequels, I will always be a defender of the Phantom Menace. I think it's the best one. Um, it's, that's not a popular opinion. I get it. I think everyone agrees that Attack of Clones is the worst. But I just want to say that so many things were beautiful. Like the cinematography, the costuming, the designs of the ships, mm-hmm. of all the ships. Oh, man. I thought it was so cool when, when Obi-Wan has that ship that he has to fly into that ring so he can uh, go into to hyperspace. That I think that is fucking rad. I'll, also, and, I'll um, say I don't agree with you, but I will say that Darth Maul is the best thing in any of the prequels, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, so many good, artistic, talented people did amazing things in those prequels, but yeah. they all fall, they all, they all fall under bad writing and directing, as far as I'm concerned. If that you know means anything to anyone. Uh yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, but hopefully next week we'll we'll have a whole we'll we'll get into the new one. Um, but. Uh, I have a different gear where this is like we're we're getting to the end of a decade. Ugh. Uh and uh so, you know, a lot of people are like doing their like, you know, best of the decade list, blah blah blah. Uh I, I thought it would be interesting. BuzzFeed actually did the the legwork, which is exciting to me as a lazy person, uh, that they laid this out. So they actually did a quiz. So I'm going to credit them. It's uh, here are the Oscar winners for the past 10 years. Who should win the best of the decade? But I thought it might be fun to actually like go through and, you know, you and I always have opinions on these. So, Sure. Yeah. So these are like every category, like every like major category. Every category. category. Oh, okay. So like the top, like the big five categories. Uh, yeah, I think it's five, uh, but we'll okay. go through. Uh, it starts okay. with uh, best actor. This is the first okay, one. Sure. So sure. and it just lists them. It, nine, obviously, because we haven't done this year's yet uh so uh we'll have to wait and see but uh yeah so these are the nine for best actor colin firth for the king's speech king's speech right on uh i don't i almost i was like should i try to see how many of these you can name but i'm not gonna do that to you no 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 because that would be boring listening to me think but if you could just say the name of the actor and let me try to get the movie all right. Well, I'm going to butcher this one. So shouldn't forgive shouldn't me. be too difficult. The I, artist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you do? You know how to say his name? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the guy. From but the I, I was going to actually now that the, the just um, I'm not going to do a goddamn biography. But I know that on the show more than once I've re- I've um, mentioned that one of my favorite actors is. Um, um, Rene Aubergenis, who we lost this week. Yeah, yeah. And he was fa- fantastic, a very story career. Also, I learned that I've been saying his name wrong my entire life. Always bet. <laughs> when you find that out, you know. Wait I think it's it. actually um, Aubergenois. Oh, okay. Right, Aubergenois. Sure. Aubergenois. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. All right. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, sure. That'll that'll be the... Nope. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Academy Award winner, Matthew McConaughey. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking deservedly so. Yeah. <laughs> For, did you say the movie? Or? Yes, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, okay. I just didn't hear you. I thought you did, mm. but I wasn't sure. Um, Eddie Redmayne. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Are we not fans of Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> Is it Eddie Redmayne or the movie that you're reacting to? Dealer's Choice. Dealer's Choice. <laughs> oh, says. boy. Okay. Uh Hey, man, if nothing else this decade, I want to take a minute to just... Because you, you've you known me longer than anyone, really. Mm-hmm. So to know 
that this next name, when I say it, that I was excited for him to win shows that we are all capable of change and should maybe give us all hope for the future. Sure. Leonardo de motherfucking Caprio. How about that? Yeah, couldn't have been happier. Couldn't have been happier. Never thought I'd see the day, but God damn it, if that guy (laughs) didn't turn it around. I don't know if you're... Being facetious or not, so I'm, I'm just really gonna kind say, of yeah. being serious. Like I really, oh, okay, right on, right Remember, on. I did not like that guy for a long time, and then it was sort of like Django Unchained. No, no, yeah, no. I I remember telling you, the I aviator. said, man, check out the Aviator. Yep. He's actually got chops. There's you and, something there. You and Dan Harmon are always telling yeah. me to watch the Aviator. <laughs> uh, Casey Affleck uh, was nominated for that yep. Dunkin' Donuts yeah, we, Saturday Night yeah, Live we, sketch. We, 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 <laughs> hey, put my friend in your movie, <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> uh, I usually start my day off with a parliament and a good dump. <laughs> it's kind of my routine. <laughs> He'll move when I'm ready. <laughs> All right, uh, Gary Oldman. <laughs> yep. Uh, sure, boo all of them, and then uh, Rami. Boo Earns. Boo Earns. Rami Malik. For wearing those teeth. Malik. Right on, right on. <laughs> for, for fake teeth. Could you, for me, I can count I can count three. Are there more than three? Oh. So oh. Just, oh. No, just from here. To just hey. say that while this is going on, I'm holding a warm compress to our pug's butthole. Yeah, okay. Are you, is she expressing <laughs> anal glands? Not expressing. <laughs> just, uh... It's yeah, no, it's, it's uh, her butthole gets irritated. So, don't don't all of ours. Yeah, after yeah. You reminded us of uh, Casey Affleck. It was right. Yeah, it was when Casey Affleck his name was yeah, mentioned. No one has ever held a warm compress to my butthole, so no big deal. I guess. Hey, man. The squad goals. I'll get there one. I'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there one day. Okay, I'm sorry. You were so. About were to- there more than were there more than three Oscars given to people who were portraying real life figures? I can only, I remember. Nope, there's four. Uh, no, there's five. Are there hold, five out of nine? Hold, yeah, because Colin Firth. Yep. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Boom. Uh, McConaughey. Yep. Red Main. Uh huh. And then Gary Oldman and Rami Malek. Rami Malek. So six Most out of, of nine. Wow. Six out of fucking nine had basically no character development. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, right. also, I mean, if we're just saying no character, well, no, that's all. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Whatever. Not a critique. We're talking about facts. Uh, yeah, uh, it's DiCaprio, right? Oh my God, DiCaprio is another one. Yeah. No, but I mean, is even it, though we don't know, we don't know how that guy acted. Well, but. yeah, I, that, that was no. But I'm saying, I was, I was weighing in with my of those nine people who I'd pick. Oh, yeah. Of those nine, yeah, I, I would. I, I would honestly go McConaughey. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it honestly, if it was McConaughey for uh the um what was that show? The T I thought he was better in the T V show that year. True Detective? True Detective. Well sure, but we're not talking about that. And I think that he actually had to go McConaughey for overacting. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, she, did she, look, I'm not getting angry, but it if she wants to be on the show, I wouldn't mind having her on the show. Uh, Lars just wants to know if you want to be on the show, he wouldn't mind having you on the show. And tell her I'm not being passive aggressive for fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> she's busy with the okay. what she's doing over there. Uh, so, um, um, you no, know, absolutely. I think he went, like, that was. <laughs> that was a, a journey he went on having to portray that character way more so than DiCaprio did. Are you serious? 
You're yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. You're you. It was more of a journey. Are you just trying to make me defend Leonardo DiCaprio? Is that what you want to say? No, sing? you don't need to. I think he was fantastic. But look what look, look what McConaughey did. Played a vague character in a dumb movie. <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't like that movie. Um, McConaughey it was just Oscar baited. That's all he did. He Oscar baited. He Oscar baited. <laughs> what did DiCaprio do if not Oscar baited? Mirrors. Hold on, she can't Congrats. even hear me. Overacting this isn't a debate. Is always more difficult, or Here. always easier than underacting. Yeah, you take headphones. <laughs> always. How was how 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 did DiCaprio not Oscar bait? His his character went nowhere. He was he was flat the entire time. Like he literally physically went somewhere, but his character went nowhere. He didn't have to do anything. No, he was bent no. on he one thing Oscar from minute in- one until minute minute one hundred and twenty. No. He earned that Oscar in one scene, and it was the scene uh-huh. when he was going to kill that guy. And the guy said, "You can do this, but it won't bring back your son." And in that like twenty seconds, his face. Went so Tom to- Hardy should have won the Oscar. To, he for created, Bane, he created for playing the moment. Bane, for playing Bane, I agree. Yeah, Thank we have, finally we talking gone, about we it. We haven't gone to supporting actor yet. But now, We're finally talking no, about his performance as Bane, no, right? No, you want to go between, like, those two? McConaughey can go fuck himself. He, Ooh. like, sorry. What, what? Okay, you lost a bunch of weight? Fine. Like, you got angry and yelled and punched a mirror? Fine. Also, that movie can go fuck itself because of, like... Like casting Jared Leto as a trans woman, which fucking get out of here. Also, and just for casting are, Jared Leto. For casting Jared Leto. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. And they completely, they did a, like a bunch of the actual guy that McConaughey played, they completely erased his sexuality and just rewrote the character because it's more compelling if he has to overcome his homophobia instead of being a real. Like nuance. I mean, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about rewriting, Hugh Glass didn't actually have a son on that trip, and they put that in the movie to give him more of a mission when he actually chased those guys down and killed them because they left him there and stole all his stuff. So he chased them down and murdered them to get his stuff. Yeah, but he ended up playing a more interesting character, even if you take that out and the outright homophobia of the movie in Dallas Buyers Club, which is I mean, that's to the be thing. The, the, man, the man was homophobic and ended up with HIV in the eighties, and he had to the come to grips not only with his own bisexual. mortality, but now, but now he, but now he has to come to grips that he's part of a community that he actually detested. Oh my God! How fucking overwritten and not true, and actually. But that wasn't was... true about DiCaprio's character either. <laughs> Both of these things were rewritten to make uh, them oh. more consumable by audiences. Hold up, wait. Can we officially get you a mic? Like you're on. This yeah, show. let's just get a <laughs> mic. I have to wash my hands anyway because I just had them all over a dog's itchy butthole. <laughs> All right, we are back and officially joined by guest Molly Regan. I have feelings. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I um, you guys had it covered from all, but if from my the thing that I would interject is, I mean, all movies, especially biopics, are fake. Uh, yeah. They're not realistic. I. What bothers me about the Dallas Buyers Club story is that, like, what you're saying, Lars, I don't buy into because. I don't feel like he ever changed. It was so much like 
commerce based. It wasn't like I'm a good person now. It was like, well, I guess I'll profit off this thing. Except, <laughs> except that if it were more, if it leaned more into that, I even would have been into it. Like if it was more. Well, here's trans- the thing: is I thought it, I thought it did lean into it. I really liked that there wasn't like the his character didn't experience a this sort of come to Jesus moment of now I'm a good person. He, his motive stayed the same. He was looking out for number one and in effect also helped a community, but it, it that, that, that seemed more real, real to me, but it wasn't than, real. Well, no, none of it well, is real. I think we've already established that none of it's real. <laughs> and it's all rewritten for mass but consumption. The problem is that in, in that storyline is that you, he, you have to eliminate the guy's actual sexuality in order to make to sell that narrative to make it a compelling story. Like, uh, no, like you have agreed. to, I, you not, have to eliminate debating, that nuance. The... And I think by eliminating that actual nuance, it's the only way that you can sell McConaughey's acting as nuanced like that's my thing is i'm like his character and his performance only comes across as nuanced when you when you dull down the actual guy's life when i'm like the guy is much more complex and the real story is much more complex and i don't think he can live up to that i think the story the person has to become much more one-dimensional and he can only play up to that. And that's where I get bothered by doing that. I'm like, I think that you have, I think that you create, I don't, that doesn't bother me about the Revenant because I'm like, okay, you add narrative complexity to push the story forward. And I'm like, yeah, that didn't happen, but I don't think that that bolsters or I don't, I don't think that creates bullshit in the character performance. I think that's just helping to <coughs> helping to create narrative and plot where it's necessary, you know, to essentially go, all right, we're making a movie out of this, so let's add this subplot to push it forward. I don't think that you go, well, it's more complex because of this, and this makes him more complex. I think you go, well, we need some sort of backstory, so this is what it is. Okay. That's okay. Th- like, do you get what I'm saying? I'm I like, do. I do. I think I get what you're saying now. Um. Okay. 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 Would it help? I guess oh, I. Oh. I guess I'm not. I'm not sold. <clears throat> if we're talking about the two, and I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree with that. Um. And I don't disagree with Leo. Leo's performance being very, very, very good. But I guess I'm just not sold on it being better. I just don't see, because it is a very simple story, and within a simple story, um, you do have to work harder as uh, as an actor to um, to move the story along within your performance, because the story itself is pretty... It, it's just a straight line. Yeah. It's just man wants this, man is doing this to achieve this. Yeah. And so I, I guess I just need to be sold on where 
where the nuances come from. He was I, he was angry, he was wounded, then he was angry again, and then he stayed angry. Fool. And then the movie ended when he was angry. I think, well, that... <laughs> okay, so McConaughey was McConaughey, and then he was McConaughey, and, and then, then he, he was, was McConaughey, he was and then at the end of the movie, he was McConaughey. He was homophobic, then he was a capitalist, but like a slightly less homophobic capitalist, because he met queer people who he could make money off of. Well, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> That's like I'm not I'm like you've all you've already you've already because got me ableism. you've got me you've got me there but we're but, but just like just to talk about DiCaprio's performance what about that I, is oh, more well, I, is, has oh. as another one more dimension well, here, than McConaughey's here performance. really is it, here's what it really is for me and I you know was yelling it at your head so but okay, no, it, it's okay. it it really is where I'm like it's. Being able to subtly show that in, that interiority, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it is, and I think if you, because I remember watching it and going like, this is the moment for me where I go like, no, that's that's it. Where I'm like, there is a series of expressions in that moment where you can tell purely in the change in his face. Where I'm like, he goes through the, like, you can tell what's going on in his head of that, like, oh my god. I could kill you. Like, it would feel good. It would change nothing. Like, I've gone through this entire journey to do, to essentially get revenge, like, you know, express my anger to get to this point, and it will change nothing. Like, and I've now realized this, and it all yeah. happens in about 20 seconds on his face. And okay. I'm like, being able to express that interiority purely. Well, like non-verbally, to me mm-hmm. is where he outshines uh, McConaughey, because it, it's the Futurama thing. You can't just have your characters say how they're feeling, like right. <laughs> you, like you can't. You can't just no, have, no. I you agree. can't just I have agree. them punch a mirror. I know that. No, it's true. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 Kevin Sorbo yelling disappointed. Yeah. In in Hercules, the legendary journey. Or to- or totally Tyra Banks it. yelling, "We were all rooting for you." Yeah. <laughs> America's <laughs> Next Top Model. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah. So I guess except one of them um, is a fucking monster on Twitter now. I will. I'll. It's Sorbo. Say, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Right. I'm not gonna like I, I'm not my heels aren't dug in here. I honestly I honestly have I well, could we also, go either way between these two well, performances. I think they're both really great. I and Landon on McConaughey, I guess it's just because I, I saw I saw in his performance something some things that didn't need to be there that I thought were um were were extra from the screenplay, extra from his dialogue, some things that were beyond what the performance even needed to be. And it really impressed the hell out of me, especially knowing as well as I guess all of us have growing up where we did knowing some, some country ass good old boys who really were just, they they were, you know, whatever you want to say, homophobic, racist. Yeah. They they were those things. Yeah. And to like, it could have easily just stayed that way. And the performance could have stayed that way, but it, it sta- you saw the man not really change, but understand that I, what I thought he brought to the, the performance was making us understand that he's understanding that I still don't like this, but I'm a part of it and I'm taking advantage of it. But also I'm, I'm facing my own mortality and also 
fuck these dudes for abandoning me for thinking I'm a part of this community, which I'm not. So now I'm a part of nothing. I'm in a nebulous area where I'm all by myself and I'm dying. Yeah. And I got that from his performance and that wasn't on the page. Yeah. So I thought well, that was really impressive. And to be fair, chunks of my criticism are much more at parts of the movie that are outside of him. And I go, that's, you know, that's sure. the movie as a whole. But then yeah. I sit there and I go, there are things you, choices you make as an actor where I go, that's what pushes it beyond. And I think that's where DiCaprio. Fair enough. And Fair I'm enough. like, and there's <clears throat> been a long campaign for DiCaprio to get an Oscar. This was the movie he should have gotten it for. Like, <laughs> this yeah. was it. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. I can see that. But I'm like, it's what that. the space, what goes on said and the spaces in between where I'm like, no, that's where he wins it for me. Um, Fair enough. I think we're both coming from the same place, frankly, but maybe, but maybe just like, also, they did both win. Also, there, we don't all have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. A lot this of isn't some words. sort of official Except list that for Eddie the Redmayne heavens. Yeah, have yeah. won that Oscar. It should have uh, been Michael yeah. Keaton, and but, that is still a hun- yes, a hundred percent. You know what? Terrible. Can we just say that it's the winner is Michael Keaton? It should have yes. been Michael yes. Keaton. Yeah. I think we all hundred percent. It should have been Michael. The Keaton. winner was Michael. Talking Keaton. about talking about talk about not being on the fucking. Sorry, we yeah. can actually say this because of that movie. Talk about not being on the fucking page, dude. There was he was so got he was better than anyone ever had to be for that. Role. Yes, Look, if 100%. you're if you're in an Inaratu movie, you should win an Oscar. That's just what yeah. it is. Yeah, a hundred percent. But in the interest of time, because we, this is the first one. Okay, sorry. Uh, I think Lars and I just shouldn't be allowed to argue you guys about yelled at movies. Each other in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and also, to be fair, I think this is probably the the biggest category that would be debated because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than any more than any other. Um, um, thing they give an Oscar for this one is so subjective because it's just like it's always some just some fucking dude yeah. it's usually some fucking white dude in a Whoa. movie where a white dude has some problems and you're like I don't know he yeah. was the he was the white dude with the most problems yeah. so I guess he gets the Oscar uh, well if it helps or I don't know if it does or not but uh, I clicked on my vote for DiCaprio, which gives me the results based on everyone else on BuzzFeed. Okay, okay. Uh, DiCaprio has 24% of the vote. That's Rami, low. Rami Malek, well, there's nine people. That's a, he got a quarter of the vote out of nine people. That's pretty oh, okay, good. right, That's right, pretty right. pretty good. Uh, Rami Malek has 20%. Uh, Eddie Redmayne has 17%. Boo. Colin Firth has 13%. Daniel Day-Lewis has 11%, which is weirdly surprising to me. But hmm. uh, McConaughey has 8%. Sorry, Lars. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Gary Oldman has 4%, Casey Affleck has 2%, and the guy whose name we can't pronounce has 1%. Okay. <laughs> Man, that movie, by the way, when we we're just talking about the deck, I liked that movie. I didn't begrudge it winning uh, Best Picture, but it doesn't feel like it has any resonance. Like, that movie just came and went, the artist. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be watching that one a few years from now. No. It's All right. Cotton candy. Who should win Best Actress for the deck? I got it. Okay. I don't yeah. even remember all the choices, but I've already picked mine, so go ahead. Oh, I knew okay. pretty instantly. I think this one we might not argue about, but it'll be interesting. Unless you're... Because I... Yeah. All right. But do you want to try your game again? Natalie Portman for... Black Swan. Meryl Streep for... I don't remember what she won for. The Iron Lady. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence for... I don't remember. Silver Lining Playbook, which feels like Thank it came you. out... 50 years ago but it does feel like you know 50 years i would have said that came out in 2006 <laughs> also god like that means we've been taking bradley cooper serious long uh, like shorter than i thought <laughs> it just feels like so much longer that we've had to pretend that he's a real actor 
Kate Blanchett for Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Another one. I don't, uh, it, was it, it wasn't the other Elizabeth. What was it? Blue, Blue Jasmine. Jasmine. Uh, okay. Julianne Moore for Big Eyes. <laughs> Still, Still Alice. That was Amy Adams. <laughs> uh, it was Julianne Moore for Thirty Rock. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That was a wicked good pot dude. <laughs> Uh, Brie Larson for uh, Room. Yeah, Emma Stone for Lola. Uh, Frances McDormand for when she yelled at everyone in the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. billboards. Talk about talk about n- not a dynamic part. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Olivia Coleman for everything. For everything, she wins forever. Yeah, forever, it's, it's, for it's just her, right? Ever. Do we even have... It, yes. That's who you're yeah. picking, right? We're all picking yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia. It's yeah. a fucking yeah. Olivia she's, Coleman. Olivia Coleman for playing my ex-boyfriend's mom in Fleabag. Thank you <laughs> so much. Oh, shoot. Was that was that the truth? Oh. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's, <laughs> it's the Christ best. Christ almighty. <laughs> it's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, she, for she's sim- si- she was simultaneously um, making... The favorite making Fleabag and also making The Crown. Yeah. So yeah. she wins for, for everything yeah. forever She's, and yeah. ever. There's, I'm like, there are other actresses that I'm like, I'm like, Brie Larson and Natalie Portman are solidly my second, but I'm like, but it's a sure. solid second. Oh, like, man. Olivia yeah. Coleman is number one. Yeah, yeah. And Nat- Natalie Portman did more with that part. Um, yeah. Oh no! I think anyone else could. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the results are. No, it's cool. Uh, Did a lot more with that part than um, than than what was on the page, and also Brie Larson had the benefit of that gorgeous goddamn script. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pl- and played it perfectly, but um, yeah, Olivia Col- Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch, Olivia Coleman in um in Peep Show. Watch the there's a silly little sitcom from the BBC called Peep Show and she fucking holds it holds it together for the first few seasons. She's so good in goddamn everything. Honestly, Hot Fuzz. Did I was you mentioned Hot Olivia Fuzz? Coleman in Hot Fuzz. I'd give her an Academy Award for that. Good lord. Olivia Coleman for her Oscar's acceptance speech. Yes. <laughs> Olivia Coleman making Lady Gaga look like a punk. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, the BuzzFeed results are a little disappointing. It's uh mm. 20% Natalie Portman, 18% mm. Meryl Streep, uh, 15%. <laughs> Jesus, dude. That is Look, not a popular opinion. You got to well, stop doing that. Well documented. We'll never make money off this show if you keep talking about Meryl Streep like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but if you start really bolstering Olivia Coleman, just be like, like not a fan of Meryl, but love Olivia Coleman. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson, 15%. Jennifer Lawrence, 11%. Emma Stone, 11%. Francis McDormand, 10%. That that one baffles me, honestly, out of all of these. Mm. Olivia Coleman only has 7%. Then Kate Blanchett for Julianne Morse for... It was never going to happen. Like, it just wasn't. But I so badly wanted Saoirse Ronan to win the year they gave it to Francis McDormand. Saoirse. Like, I was like... it. Like, Lady Bird was such... Just such a it was, quiet... It was, yeah, it was like, really good. Like, and I'm like, they would never just give it to her for playing a like well written like you it, like just honest adolescent yeah. girl because like why would they like but i'm like man i really want them to give it to to Saoirse. 
Well, yeah, if you want to talk about uh, what a shoulda coulda is for for young ladies, um, like we we talked over and over about, it. I don't know why Haley Steinfeld wasn't even nominated in the right category, let alone lost to anyone that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, best supporting actor of the decade. We'll see how this one goes because we have to talk about Dallas Buyers Club some more. So. <laughs> no, uh, we do not. Christian Bale. For I'm the fighter. <laughs> uh, Christopher Plummer. Right. Uh, for Beginners. Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Leto for Dallas Buyers yep, Club. Yep. J.K. Simmons for everything. Yep. J.K. How- Simmons for playing the yellow M&M. Oh, my God. If J.K. Simmons and Olivia Coleman did a movie together, that mm-hmm. would, I just want that now. I want to live okay. in that world. All right. <laughs> it can fucking be the next Spider-Man for all I care. It'd be great. It sure. should be. She could be uh I don't know. She could be the the Doctor Octopus from Into the Spider-Verse. There we go. There we did it. Uh Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Uh Oh yeah, holy shit. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Mahershala Ali for Green Book. I love right. you, Mahershala, but no, not no Green Book. I don't know if I can pick one. Um, uh, well, I'll say, do you want the two that jump out at me? Uh, uh-huh. Are Christian Bale is really fucking good in the fighter. Like he's okay. really great in that, and Mahershala Ali is really great in Moonlight. Those are the ones that yeah. like. I mean, I love J.K. Simmons and everything, but I haven't seen the fighter, so my vote goes for Mahershala. The fighter. The fighter. I'm the um, fighter. Goes for Mahershala in Moonlight. Because, again, that's the whole, like, he's barely in that movie. And he is so present over all of that movie. And that was, I mean, that is legit, like, we witnessed Mahershala Ali become a star. Like, he always, it was always there, yeah. but, like, that yeah. was the breakout performance <clears throat> that will always be remembered as his breakout performance. Yeah, honestly, that, like, he's, I would, I'd be interested to know how many minutes he spends on screen in the final cut of that movie, but it doesn't work unless he plays that part the, the yeah. way yeah. it uh, By the way, side note, um, I have continued to think about Sam Rockwell's performance in yeah, uh, Jojo Rabbit this year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see Jojo. Uh, it's, oh, it's. I mean, I think about. So good. I think about Sam Rockwell's performance in everything I've ever seen him in. Long yeah. after he stops being in it, but there's like a handful of scenes in Jojo Rabbit that he's so fucking good in that I would love him to be nominated this year. Honestly, he probably won't. But I don't know. He was nominated for uh, Golden Globes, so maybe. Maybe, um, Lars. Did yeah, you? Look, do I, we, I don't. Do we I all don't. Agree? I don't know that I. Ha- I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't yeah. know, guys. <laughs> I feel like best supporting actor is usually a pretty stacked category. Yeah, it usually general. is a, sta- a stacked category. It's uh, because you think. I don't know. I don't even know how to. I don't know how to come to grips with it in my head. Which one to pick? Um, <clears throat> because well, I said what I said about Moonlight, but then um, uh, there isn't. The movie Whiplash doesn't exist without J.K. Simmons. Like, oh, it just no. doesn't yeah, yeah, exist. Yeah. You can't you can't make the fucking movie without him. Yeah, and I mean you're not gonna make me sad if you say J.K. Simmons. Yeah. But Des- also, I, the best I also, performance. I also think in a movie it in a movie like Three Billboards where everyone is basically 
two-dimensional within a three-dimensional story. He's the only person who fleshed out a character from what was on the page. By the way, Sam Rockwell made a character incredibly compelling and memorable. Just want to point out that... Whoa. (laughs) also want to point out the guy who made that movie dates. uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which is just like... I love that you the can guy, have the guy a, who does who sorry who the guy the guy who wrote and directed three billboards is, oh no shit that's yeah. cool I just like that's it because cool. he had a movie that got all these Oscar nominations and he's definitely the less talented of the two so yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I I guess I'm gonna like I'm just gonna say my pick is J.K. Simmons because okay. um, because yeah, yeah. he's J.K. Simmons and also I loved his Oscar acceptance speech because he told he told everyone to go call their parents. It was nice. I <laughs> un- like very much unironically texted my parents and was just like, "This isn't gonna happen." <laughs> but hi, <laughs> <laughs> I hate calling on the phone. <laughs> Mar- Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, twenty-one percent. J.K. Yeah. Simmons, fourteen percent. Jared Leto, 14%. That hurts a little that J.K. Simmons is tied Well, he was so him. brave, but yeah. he was so brave. He was great. He was um, really brave. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so didn't he He didn't he yeah. mail... It's, it's heroic. Didn't he, to get into character, he sent uh, AIDS drugs to all of his cast members, right? That was like a really cool <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He, ma- he, mailed, um, he mailed a penis to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy sucks. He sucks. So he does. Sucks. He sucks a lot. Uh, he sucks a lot. Marshall Ali also has 14% for Green Book, so really like 35% if you add it all together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Christian Bale, 13%. But I think he would have been higher if that guy didn't ruin the lighting. You know? (laughs) Probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that. It's not even the right movie. Oh, good for you! Not even the right movie, but still funny. Uh, Christoph Waltz, 13%. That's all because we all liked um, him in uh, Inglourious Bastards so much. Because yeah. he... It, it, uh, that's That was the turn, by the way, to go back to it. I said that Leonardo DiCaprio should have been nominated over him for that movie. Like, And I love Christoph Waltz, but like that performance was nothing. Uh, 5% for Sam Rockwell, which is a little surprising. Christopher Plummer, 4%. Mark Rylance got 2%, which is baffling to me that he got any percent because I defy anyone to actually prove to me that they remember enough of that movie to say that he was good <laughs> in it. <laughs> and look, let's not let's not forget Christopher Plummer who not only had to play some play a, a person who was 10 years his junior only in their early 70s <laughs> and but also had to play a man um who came out of the closet in his early seventies, after his wife passed away, and and did it with like the subtle elegance of someone who's been working on the screen and stage for um, for the the better part of a century. So good job. That was also that's a fun movie. Yeah, Chris, I mean Christopher Plummer is great. He was it was really fantastic in that role. I loved him in The Usual Suspects. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, they replaced him. They replaced him last minute, remember? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't. All right. Best Supporting Actress for the Decade. Melissa Leo for The Fighter. No. Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> Octavia Spencer for The Help. Mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway for that one song. Lupita <laughs> uh, Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave. Patricia Arquette for that long, pretentious, stupid movie. Boo. Alicia Vikander. What was that movie? I honestly don't remember. What was that movie? Boyhood. 
12 right. Years a White Boy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> 12 it? 12 Years a White Boy. Um, I can't take credit for that. No. I just also love that Linklater's own daughter wanted to be killed off, <laughs> so she didn't have to keep being in it. Uh, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. Viola oh, yeah, Davis yeah, yeah. for Fences. Allison Janney for I, Tanya, And Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I don't know why. I just want to say Regina King because I'm so like hyped up on I'm Regina really, King right now. <laughs> I've been I've been biased on Regina King for like 20 years. I'm like coming straight off of Watchmen, and that show was so oh, fucking I was good. Say, those last three, I feel like you could uh, any yeah. like dealer's choice. I, I honestly, Allison Janney was fucking great, and I want to say, it, but also if you consider. Consider the material in the screen time. Lupita Nyong'o oh, yeah. Yeah. was so fucking incredible. Oh, no, she was fantastic. They also, didn't even she give wins, her enough to say. She, no. to me, she wins best Oscar dress of the past decade, which I know does not matter to either of you, but <clears> she does. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, like, Viola Davis, phenomenal in Fences. And that's one where I'm like, that's to me, is particularly difficult because it can be... Like it's been interpreted so many times, so yeah. many different ways. Um, that movie was perfectly fine too, by the way. I liked it, but I also just it was like. Well, yeah. I also like I like I, I I went to art school. I I saw fences. Well, yeah, done I think that's the thing. A is lot. It's, it's like that, I think that's why I liked her so much. Is I was just mm. like I, I I've seen this. But that was the so thing. It felt like times. a very yeah. It felt like a very competent adaptation of Fences. But yeah, it's like but, I don't know that it set itself apart from all the other <laughs> like versions of Fences over the years. But, but yeah, I I think Lupita probably gets it. But me, I, I have a particular fondness for Allison Janney in I Tanya. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I go with too. That that, that movie's like. A parody of a parody of a biography. Yeah. And it's everyone was super like there are so everyone was really good in it of a very, very confused movie that was also self aware. And um I that was a that was a goddamn home run. Yeah. And so also, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick her. I'm picking I I'm going with Regina King for Watchmen. <laughs> but <laughs> if I just say what was I what I think was so special about I Tanya <clears throat> was that they were really they weren't soft on Tanya Harding but they were no. but they were compassionate like they, they were they fair is what they, they were yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they but were like, really fair they treated yeah. her with humanity though absolutely which I'm like I'm like I'm like I really love it because they were like yeah no like there's like truly egregious things that she did and crimes that were committed and things like that but also like here's her life and she's a person like yeah and, and also like, even, oh, even with all the things she did she was treated really unfairly yeah. by the yeah. public well, at large she was abused by all these people in her personal private uh -huh. life and then abused by all of these people and that doesn't erase what she was a part of but like mm -hmm. let's look at this as a whole and the fact that she was still the butt of the joke during awards season was yeah. so egregious mm -hmm. that I'm like yeah, I don't know. That movie, like, was uh, it holds a real special place in my heart because I'm like, you knew what you were doing, and you were the right people to make this. Yeah, like, yeah sure. All right, well, yeah, really well written. Lupita Nyong'o, twenty four percent. Anne Hathaway, twenty four percent. That song was real good. I I would not. She doesn't need to win an Academy Award, but she did a real good job singing that song. Yes, she did. I'll yes, say she that. Did. Uh, Octavia Spencer, twenty three percent. Uh, Viola Davis, 9%. Allison Janney, only 9%, which is kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, they don't understand. Alicia Vikander, uh, 4%. Regina King, 3%. Shame on That's all of you. jacked up. They didn't even see the goddamn movie. No. Uh, <laughs> Patricia Arquette, 3%. And Melissa Leo voted for herself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Man, remember, I forgot she existed and then was reminded and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, the, a fur coat hanging out by a pool. <laughs> Please give me an Oscar. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best director of the decade. Okay. okay. Uh, Tom Hooper for the King's Speech. I think we can close up shop here. I think we <laughs> all agree. He gave, he, that, he gave that speech. He sure did. He, he said all the words. But he stuttered. Remember. And it was hard. There is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name either for the artist, but Michelle the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Ang Lee for Life of Pi. That's he really. Wow, I did not. Re- oh, that's right. That was the. Was that the? Was that the Argo year? Or what? I don't know. I'm trying to remember Life of Pi because I remember that was. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Coran for Gravity. Yep. Sure. Uh, Inaratu for Birdman, Inaratu for The Revenant, uh, Damien Chazelle for La La Land, Guillermo del Toro for... I'm the, a little baby who made a movie about Hollywood. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro for the fish fucking movie. Uh-huh. And, oh my God. And Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Two directors on here twice. The, the, look, the, the, the Mexican first of all, it wasn't, it wasn't a goddamn fish. It was a, a fish man creature with special power. Secondly, <laughs> you know what? When you say it that way, it was such a small part of here, the okay? movie. You know what? Though, I don't know he... how it turned into the fish fucking movie. There are so many other two hours of a movie. I think three minutes fish? were de- de- dedicated to talking about her having okay. sex with well, the fish. Thing. If you're trying okay, to, the if you're, lady wait, 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 had on. sex with the fish man. But also, that's, you kind of pause there. Also, Lars, if you're trying to downplay the sex, can you not wave three fingers together in front of us? <laughs> well, those were because they're webbed. They're webbed. <laughs> okay, I can't see it. I'm miming webbed finger. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Lars calls it Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for for me, for me, it's Birdman forever. Yeah, that was Birdman. no. My my only was like oh, which oh, which Inaratu mm. movie? Oh fuck! You, oh, Buzzfeed. so it didn't change. Huh? Oh, I told you I was going to piss Buzzfeed. you off. Yeah, it's Uh-oh. Birdman. And I, so before we get angry, I was between The Revenant and Birdman because I was like, well, they're both mm-hmm. incredibly beautiful. And the reason I Absolutely. went, the reason I went with Birdman was specifically because of the continuous tracking shot. I'm like, that sure. is so unique and so different, and it was so seamless. That was like that. Yeah. That's what outshines the Revenant. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't say. I can't say enough good things. Um, enough things about Birdman. It was really good, really compelling. It was a really simple story. Like you would, you can almost debate that there isn't much of a story. It was really just like yeah. a character study with some some goofy outliers to motivate our our hero. Um, you could say a lot of things about it, but it to- told in such a compelling manner. That's also gotta be kidding me. That's also a movie where I'm like, I don't think another director could have done that. 
I'm like, Probably I think not. that's very specific to Inaratu. Yeah. I would also argue, yeah. too, just we, we don't get the Michael Keaton renaissance without that movie. And no. what a crime that would be. Because <laughs> like, it's been fantastic to have him back in our lives. And so yes. we should be thanking that man. Uh, infuriatingly, uh, 20% of BuzzFeed picked La La Land, this stupid <laughs> movie. Uh, uh, the Are only you sure? Little open baby it likes again. dancing Maybe if you open it again, it'll be Moonlight. <laughs> that, was, that was good. The only silver lining is that if you add the both Interactive movies together, the percentage mm-hmm. is higher. It's 23% combined. But also, bizarrely, they picked uh, The Revenant. That has 15%. Uh, okay. Then I mean, and, I don't think that's wrong if you're yeah. like I think you're just voting between two yeah, yeah. beautifully directed mm-hmm. movies. Uh but then Life of Pi, like Ang Lee for Life of Pi, fourteen percent. That movie is beautiful, by the way. Like that, I love the way that movie looks, Life of Pi. Uh uh Guillermo del Toro, thirteen percent. Tom Hooper, ten percent. Sure. Uh Quran for Roma, nine percent. Like it's weird to me that Quran, again, maybe it's a vote splitting thing, but then nine percent for gravity. And then Birdman only got 8%, and then the artist guy got 2%. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Fair oh. enough. Oh, God, they did best song? All right, well, that's Man or Muppet. That's, I don't even... <laughs> that was what I voted for. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> Man or Muppet. I'm not even there wasting the I'm time. like, it's not going to win, but that's my best song. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good song. Oh, well, Let It Go from Frozen 1. I'm fine with that, because there's worse choices than that, and that song's and, fine. And the worst choice is Shallow. Yeah, honestly, I'll go through the percentage just since we're doing this. Sure. Uh, because, yeah, it's obviously Man or Muppet, the best song in the decade for sure. Mm-hmm. But Let It Go, uh, 27% from Frozen, <laughs> Shallow from A Star Is Born. You know what? I don't. I did not like that movie. That song is good. No, it's... Uh, sure. 26%. Yeah. Remember Me from Coco, Shut Up, You're Crying, 17%. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Skyfall from Skyfall. 12%. Oh, that's a you know good what? song. There's been yeah. some good songs this decade. Yeah, you know what? I'll give BuzzFeed credit on this. Yeah, City of Stars only got 8%, which shows amazing restraint for BuzzFeed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Glory from Selma got 4%. Okay. The song from Spectre <laughs> from Sam Smith got 2%. Uh-huh. Man or Muppet only got 2%. And We Belong Together from Toy Story 3 got uh, 2%. Oh, that's a good tune. That's a good tune. God, how many more are these? It's just so long. All right, we got a we got a lightning round. Yeah, I think they do best animated and then best film of the decade. Okay, uh, oh, so best animated feature, but we got to be quick. Uh, yep. Also, Jesus, it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, it's not even a question. I'll rattle them off. Can, for I hear, you. can we hear the other nine? Yeah, yeah, sure. For you, but it's Spider Man is the answer. Uh, okay. Toy Story three. Yep. Rango. Uh, which, yep. by the way, if you like Drango, I interviewed that guy. He's delightful. The guy who wrote that movie. Johnny Depp? <laughs> Not Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, James Ward Burkett, who wrote that, who wrote uh, the... Um, why am I blanking on the name of the movie that I love? Um, Coherence. Um, Coherence, the amazing sci-fi movie. James Ward Burkett's a great dude. Yep, uh, yep, um, yep, yep. And he, he wrote <clears throat> Rango, and he worked on all those Johnny Depp Pirates movies. So that guy's cool. cool. Uh, Brave, Frozen... Yep. Big yep. Hero 6. Really? Okay. Inside Out, Zootopia, Coco, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Look, there's only not a debate because Brave won over Wreck-It Ralph. So there yeah, is no yeah. debate. It is 100% <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Man, Ralph Breaks the Internet was real fucking good, too. They, like... It was, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. But, Rick, like... 
Brave was great. Yeah, and yeah. I am I am a person of Scottish heritage, yeah. and it was a beautiful story and, and beautifully your, made. One of your parents turned into a bear, so I mean, you can relate to a lot. Of <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Well, you know, after mom passed away, dad <laughs> became a bear. <laughs> he became a bear, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but like Ralph. Record Ralph has a very special place in my heart. No, the movie's but yeah, great. It's, it's in, into the Spider-Verse, without a doubt, head and shoulders yeah. above everything else. Uh, Frozen got 24% of the vote. Uh, I mean, that's... I, sure. Spider-Verse, 20. Coco, 18, which is great. Inside Out, 11. Uh, Toy Story 3, 9. Zootopia, 6. Brave, 6. Big Hero, 6. 5. And then <laughs> Rango, 1. No love for Rango. Um, but yeah, there you go. I om- I almost think that Into the Spider Verse is my favorite Marvel movie, but that's for a different show. It's real fucking good. It's really good. It's really funny. I not to bring it back to Star Wars, but Molly and I had a really fun conversation uh, with the barista at the coffee place I go to, and uh, somehow it went from talking about the new Star Wars to talking about uh, how much she loved Into the Spider Verse, and then it just reminded me how funny it is that the guys who wrote that wrote a Star Wars movie and then were fired from it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. So you know, not are... good enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just enjoying people getting like fired or backlash from uh, Star Wars and then becoming award season darlings. You know that is like, true. Honestly, getting fired, yeah, getting fired from Star Wars is the best thing that can happen to your career. Apparently, yeah. yep. Uh, <laughs> right. Ron Howard not fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, hey, we're getting to Best Pictures, so I'm sure Ron Howard's name is going to come up a lot because that guy's uh, real good at making films. Okay. Best uh, one of the decade. Here we go. The King's Speech. No. The Artist. <laughs> oh, it was. I was right. Argo, fuck yourself. Okay. By the way, the guy who wrote that, uh, I don't know why all roads lead back to this, but that's the guy who wrote um, The Rise of Skywalker. It was the oh, right on. Yeah, he also wrote Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Ugh. Anyway, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight, Shape of Water, Green Book. <laughs> Remember when Green Book won a Best so Picture is Academy it, Award? Is it Birdman or Moonlight? Yeah, those are the ones that jump out for sure. Yeah, those jump out. Spotlight jumps out at me. Spot- I like Spotlight. There's, there's Spotlight, nothing wrong with Spotlight. Spotlight's a real good movie. Yeah. It's not the best picture of the decade. It's For me. I think, to me, Spotlight is so competently made, and I really enjoyed it, but it's just, I've seen that movie before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's it's what... It's the fair. best newspaper movie they've made recently. I, I was just about, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's it not as good the, as... The best movie of those types of movie, which is, for lack of a better term, newspaper movie. Yeah. Which, there's a great uh, Seth Meyers sketch where he just does a parody of all newspaper movies. Oh, does he? Oh, it's real right good. On. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's really between Birdman and Moonlight, and that's they're such fundamentally different movies. I think what they the Venn diagram of those two movies, which are completely different, is like just fucking amazing to watch visually. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like just beautiful cinema. They make me feel things. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just like oh. Um, Yeah, I I don't know that I can pick between the two. I honestly. I don't, yeah. I. If you're asking me which one I can watch again, it's Birdman. Yes. You know, honestly, yeah. And like, but, that, but like, here's the thing. I don't want to be real sad. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think that actually might be the reason why 
I go with Moonlight, where I go like, mm. I, because I, like, man, this is going to be real arty, but I don't mm. think a movie has affected me the way Moonlight has in a way where I'm like, I need to go be by myself for well, a minute. Yeah. Well, and again, that's like, because Wreck-It Ralph was it didn't win. Yes, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> and like, it's like. Yeah, like I think that's where Moonlight, like, and in a way where I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, because you, you literally just spent 15 seconds saying nothing, because I don't know how to <laughs> yeah, talk about much. this movie either. Yeah. I don't know what, like, the story is the story's great, but it's not unfamiliar. And the way it's acted and shot is great, but also not not groundbreaking, but the way it's put together... There is a quality in there that hasn't existed in a movie in my mind for, I don't know, ever. It's, it just like, well, it the, seems like it's five minutes long, but it also seems like it's three hours long. There's just a level of intimacy yeah. and sadness. And like, just, just, yeah. just a level of like, I... It, yeah. it, 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 it somehow manages to be simultaneously nihilistic and emotional, it's, you know, yeah, like, it's like you're on this journey yearning. of like you you shouldn't give a shit because because these characters seem hopeless and you 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 feel for them, but also you see that it's kind of pointless. And there's an arbitrary place where it starts and an arbitrary place where it ends. Well, Honestly, you know, and I, kind of like in between telling the three stories, it kind of begins and ends arbitrarily. We could have seen well, different points in between, but we didn't. Honestly, it just feels to me like just immersive like that's what i feel like it's i don't even know that it's a movie as much as it's like do you want to be in this guy's head yeah like that's what it feels like to me and here's the thing that i think moonlight really accomplishes and that's not to say that birdman doesn't by any Mm -hmm. means but what moonlight accomplishes so viscerally that just blows my mind is that like these the characters are in no like on the surface they're in no way like me like they're not they're fundamentally not like me and i completely relate to them emotionally mm-hmm. oh and I see. I see. Okay. that's something that has been such a really stupid argument in pop culture of like well but can can we relate to the ladies or the people of color yeah. on yeah. film and it's like yeah you can because people are people and they have human experiences right, right and i right. go like and if you I, can't relate how about how about you watch something that doesn't have anything to do with yourself yeah, and like yeah, have empathy <laughs> well, that's what's great but, about like, movies is the power to do that yeah. like why but it's just it shows a severe lack of imagination to go like i want all movies to replicate the experience of living my stupid yeah. little life yeah first of all your yeah, life's, yeah, yeah. Your life's right. fucking boring that's why you yeah. go to the movies to escape yeah, it. You, no, but, but it's the thing. It's like, it's not about you, nor is it about someone that you wish you were. This is something different that but, you yeah. haven't thought about before. Is that okay with you, sir? Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like, I feel like that movie makes me think of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Lisa are in like the the sensory deprivation chamber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Lisa just is Homer. Like, that's, that's what right. that movie feels like to me. But I'm like, I am. Complete I'm like, with the thing going like into the ocean and throwing you around and beating you up the whole yeah. time okay like, you just you just you just said words to me that make me understand that movie now yeah. <laughs> that's but what I'm, happened you, you made you made a simpsons reference so i'm there but i'm like <clears throat> i am completely different from this character and i am so viscerally emotionally connected mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. 
this character's experience. Yeah, and I'm like, sure. and that, I'm like, that's, I don't know, that edges it out for me. And Molly Fair also enough. is pretty much Michael Keaton from Birdman. The uh, yeah, I mean, our lives, it's actually <laughs> stunning how much my life mirrors. I remember, I remember, I remember you seeing you in, in Times Square in your underwear that one time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what happened? I well, thought you were going to bring that up. This is actually really rude of you to bring that up. She was Lars. also amazing when she helmed that no. superhero franchise. Like, she was great. It, it, and it was very really polite of yeah. you to bring that up, Joel. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. She was Electra for those who don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> you can't yeah, prove I that can't. she wasn't. Tell me something about that movie. You know, <laughs> no one remembers Electra. It could have been Molly. Oh, my God. Am I the ashes? <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> I am. Um, there are. Like this has been such a long show. We can yeah, talk about if we yeah, honestly, if you want to talk about these two movies again, I think it's actually a very interesting compare and contrast um, sort of uh, conversation. I will. I'm, I want to say I want to say Birdman for two for two. I'm going to say two reasons. One, I I think movies are meant to be watched and enjoyed, and while Moonlight you can do that with, I honestly think it should be playing on repeat hanging in a museum somewhere there's yeah. just something yeah. there's something about it that can't be defined in a in a way really because really i thought special. i very eloquently defined it <laughs> but i well, think no, you, 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 yeah. you explain you explain some really interesting points but like there's something you you just can't put your your finger on no, that totally. on that movie it's weird well i think um, like I to to kind of mirror i think where you're going Lars, because i i think i tend to agree with you that like it's you're there's not a wrong choice they're both beautiful movies but yeah, I, think, I, think, I would i would I, pick birdman just because i think like i'm so grateful for moonlight because i i felt like i had some sort of emotional catharsis that was like completely unique to that movie and that i will think about for a long time that it was amazing but birdman to me is if you asked me to define what i want from a movie yeah. it would be i want to feel what i felt watching birdman yeah yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. think they're both i think the right answer is either of those movies yeah yeah, yeah like for sure. i think if you pick any of the others i'm like no well, well you know what you know what edged it out for me is the converse of all the things that happened in that movie all the different um all the different characters and situations and you get me, you feel, you, you feel joy and you laugh, but also you feel a lot of anxiety and anger. And what does it for me is the conversation he has with the critic in the bar when she tells him that yeah. she's going to shit on his show. That is and that, enti that entire exchange between the two of them where neither one of them are wrong, but neither one of them can be wrong or right. Yeah. I think that is so that that's throwing, like, I don't know, this sounds so cliche, but throwing a mirror not only on the industry, but the actual movie that we're watching of like, you're watching this movie and I'm giving you two different, <laughs> differing opinions on the movie that you're watching but right. it also and also taking a shit on the art form itself. But it also doesn't feel patronizing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel It doesn't feel like it's no. winking at the audience. It just goes, well, this not is the movie you're watching. Well, it's yeah. honestly, yeah. It's, it's sort of just acknowledging the elephant in the room of like, look, if I'm going to fucking make this movie. Movie as a comeback for Michael Keaton, all you're gonna think about the whole time is that guy was Batman. So that's what the movie is. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. 
Yeah, no, it's fucking yeah. great. I love that movie. Anyway, uh, he's hey, I think we've done some really unimportant work here, guys. <laughs> well, also just know that we spent a lot of time debating that, and BuzzFeed gave Birdman four percent of the vote. What so. the fuck, BuzzFeed? But they gave Green Book nine. Yeah. So, oh boy. So, so according to we the solved metrics, racism. According well, to you the, know, more diverse cast in Green Book. We got to give them that. Yeah, it's true. Um, but the movie made by white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. So also, the what everyone picked was Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, so we did solve racism. Twenty-seven. Oh, we did. We reminded yeah. everyone that slavery. Yeah. I existed. voted. I voted guilt-free. Yeah. <laughs> also, just want to remind everyone that Shidwell Ejiofor did not win an Academy Award. <laughs> he did not, to my knowledge, ever. So you know, just throwing yep. that out there. Not nope. for Serenity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely well, not for Serenity. That's uh, not cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moonlight, 24%. Fishfucker, 10%. Anyway, none of this will matter because the best movie of the decade is going to be The Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> it was three quarters of a page of that screenplay were dedicated to the, the sexual relationship between that woman and that fish creature. You're right. It's I not could, a fish fucking movie. You're right. I could have used more fish fucking. a fish. It was the. When was you the last time anything close to science fiction won this picture? And all we can talk about is a goddamn scaly hey, dick. Hey, look. Yeah. Lars, if this, she fucks a fish in the movie, the movie becomes about the some, fish fucking. She, she falls in love with someone that is that is not the same as her, and they make love with one another because they are in love. This is a this is a story we all should be talking about. Look, the king only gives a speech for like the last ten minutes of the movie. It's still called the king's speech. We're acknowledging the pivotal thing that happens. That's the reason you. But bought how long the were they talking about the king's speech? <laughs> I mean, him not so long because he really struggled <sighs> to do it. <laughs> um, well, anyway. who knows? She might have been struggling to do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Green Book, 9%. Spotlight, 9%. Argo, 6%. Birdman, 4%. Everyone look at your fucking lives and your decisions, BuzzFeed. Yeah. 4%. You're fucking insane. Anyway, the art is 2%. Uh, <laughs> do you, did you guys forget like that Birdman is great? Go rewatch Birdman. Yeah. Rewatch Birdman. It's really fucking good. Anyway, this is a long show. And long it's... show. Thanks for hanging in there. So remember, question everything. Fish fucking movie.
of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hi, I'm John Bennett. And I'm Patrick Stork. And we are the hosts of Expert of Nothing. A live game show where we bring six contestants up to, to talk about a pre-selected topic. And also to flash a topic that they have no idea what it will be. A completely unscripted debate by experts making it up right on the spot. It's sort of like a bar argument meets TED Talks. More effects than a Texas textbook. It's like the Mabel Memorial March Madness every month. You can get our podcast every two weeks on the Peak Sloth Network. You can get our live shows every month at the wind-up space. Alternative facts, we got them. We invented them.